welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one appetizing page of Talmud every day. And today, on page 24 of Tractate Psachim, the rabbis have food on the brain. Here's a little bit. After discussing the prohibitions against eating and deriving benefit from certain items, the Gemara cites that which Rabbi Abahu said that Rabbi Yochanan said. With regard to all prohibitions against eating in the Torah, one may be flogged for violating them only if he eats the prohibited item in its usual manner of consumption. The Gemara asks, to exclude what case did Rabbi Yochanan say this? Rav Shimi Bar-Ashi said, to exclude a case where one eats raw fat. He teaches that one who does so is exempt, since this is not the usual manner of eating it. Dear friend and show producer Josh Cross, you're a person who, like me, delights in all things related to food, from cooking it to eating it to just, you know, wistfully thinking about it. I want to know, how does a statement about there being a usual manner of eating food, a prescribed correct notion, if you will, to eat each and every dish, how does that find you, this sentiment? I would say that it finds me in complete opposition to it. Let's, let's just say I don't agree. Does it seem to you like the rabbis are kind of almost being ancient foodies and saying, hey, man, that's not the right way to eat X, Y, and Z? It's either that or they're leaving us a tremendous opening to eat whatever the way we want without getting in trouble for it. Because if we don't do it the right way, the punishment isn't there, right? Your loophole, therefore, is just find whatever trafe you want to eat and just make sure you eat it in a way that's so you know, far removed and divorced from the way we would recognize it, that no one would say, oh, hey, look, you're having an oyster milkshake, so it must be fine. Exactly. But I want to get back to this really fascinating notion. This is, by the way, clearly not the case. The prohibition on trafe, of course, remains. But but there is something really fascinating here in this idea of speaking to us about a usual manner of consuming a food item. I want to know, Josh, if you have... Anything in the world which you consume in a way that people who are used to eating that particular thing would say, that's just weird. I think the simplest one is one of the things when I make a regular old grandma-approved chicken matzo ball soup or noodle soup is I really dig it with a bunch of sriracha in it. That's out of left field. That's some kind of weird Jewish Southeast Asian fusion or something. I like a little kick with it. But I'm guessing that you probably have something a little bit wilder than me. What about you? Wilder only if so deeply disturbing. When I am served a hamburger, uh, which the rabbis would say the usual manner of eating uh, would be holding with your hands, uh, opening your mouth and taking a big bite. Here's what I would do. I would take the top bun. I would place all vegetables that arrived with a hamburger on the top bun. I would then pick up a knife and a fork and I would eat the top bun salad combination with a knife and fork until they were done. And then I would eat the meat and the bottom bun with any sauce that was delivered separately, again, barbarically using the knife and fork. Because, you know, for all sorts of psychological reasons, the notion of sort of holding this thing that always threatens to fall apart on you and there's never an even relationship between the bun and the burger in my hands kind of weirds me out. 
What blows my mind about that is this is the same person who would eat a schnitzel and Israeli salad smoothie, right? That is known to have been uh, one of my teenage years go-to, taking all of your meals, the schnitzel, the mashed potato, and the Israeli salad, putting them in the blender and consuming them. Another very uh, unusual manner of eating. I, I want to know, though, Josh, it seems to me that so much of our contemporary cuisine and, and the food scene at large, for example, you know, my, my kids now are obsessed with, with a show called Crazy Delicious, which is all about kind of like reinventing old staples in new ways. It's all about the unusual manner of, of eating. Do you think we live in an era in which so much of the culinary scene is dominated by the desire for the unusual that actually the rabbis give us a really good reminder here today to kind of get back to basics? I mean, I think there is some sense that there's a reason why the basics are the basics. And I don't think you would appreciate your hamburger like that if you had never had it the standard way or your schnitzel that way or my chicken soup that way. I think that it's only building on something that we already know. You know, it's like the molecular gastronomy stuff, of which I'm a fan, you know. Like, let's take WD-50, which is Wiley Dufresne's restaurant on the Lower East Side. They'll serve you something that you would have thought was a ravioli, but it's actually carrots stuffed with mushrooms. But it's only because you knew what the ravioli was supposed to be that it resonated back. So I don't think that your method of eating a burger even makes sense without knowing where it's coming from. And so I think that it's always good at the same time as to experiment and think about new things to remember what you're trying to do and why and where it came from, if only so that you can appreciate it more. I don't want to beer into snobbery or anything. I, you know, as you well know, I'll eat anything once at least. So something that I wouldn't know might be cool. I mean, that's how we wound up with pineapple on pizza, which you either love or you hate, but it wasn't a thing until some dude in Canada made it up. Is that really where it comes from? It's a Greek pizza maker in Toronto who also made pizza and Chinese food at his restaurant <laughs> and was like, savory, sweet. Let's put the pineapple on the pizza. Some people hate it. Some people love it. But you know, that's a non-standard thing, but we got that. And it's only because we knew where those food traditions came from. I like what you're saying, because there's kind of a very healthy tension, which is right here, right in, in what the rabbis are saying. Uh, this is not necessarily a call against innovation. In fact, if you manage to find some way of culinary innovation, you are exempt, apparently, from a host of, of other rabbinic prohibitions. But it's also a, a dear reminder that innovations in of themselves are actually meaningless unless you're completely cognizant of and conscious of tradition. Because if you don't know what the source is to which you're referring, if you don't know what the classic hamburger or classic spaghetti bolognese or classic salmon avocado roll that you're supposed to taste or classic chicken matzo ball soup, you wouldn't even know that adding sriracha is an innovation or a correspondence with a different tradition or anything else as everything. This, too, is a reminder of the deep wisdom of being rooted in particularity first and growing to universality second. Josh Cross, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Magazine. If you enjoy this show, please go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, 
covering the entire weekly portion of Dafiomi. I'm your host, Leah Liebowitz. Our producer is Josh Cross, and our editor is Paul Ruest. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic, and we'll see you again soon. Thank you.